What's up, world? Welcome to the Testudos and Touchdowns, where we talk everything Terps related, campus, football, all the things that go on in a student athlete's life. My name is Ike Chukwuagwebu, but everybody calls me Ike. I'm here, joined by Trey Watson. Trey played linebacker at Maryland way back in the day. I played running back at Maryland way back in the day. Um, and we're just here to give you the inside scoop of all the things going on with the Terps. So this is a big year for them. We got year five for Coach Locks. A lot of expectations verbally stated by him as well. So we just going to break down what they do and what they're hoping to do. So let's get to it. Yeah, man, let's get right into it. Uh, you know, we'll just start. Our first segment is going to be uh, X's and O's. Get right into the team. Talk about, you know, just where they're at going into this year, how training camp's looking, um, and where things are at. Mm -hmm. So first first and foremost, like you said, Ike, it's, it's year five in the program, man. Um, yeah, it's a big been, one. They got everything been, they need. You've been building for so long, <laughs> right? And it, it goes from, you know, starting mm -hmm. from scratch to now, all right, where are the expectations at? And, um, you know, Coach Locke said it best at Big Ten Media Days. He said that uh, this is the year we can compete for a Big Ten championship. Now, now with that, that's a yeah. bold statement, man. And, and now you have to prove that yeah. um, week in and week out. Now, you know, first things first, uh, you know, everything in, in football revolves around the quarterback. You got our guy, Talia, man. He's going in his fourth year in the program after transferring over from Bama. Um, he's already broken, like, every school record. And when it comes to passing yards, passing Literally. touchdowns, all of that. <laughs> um, and he came back for his, his extra year. So it becomes, you know... What can he make of this year? How far can the team really go? Um, and I think it yeah. really all starts with him. You know what else is crazy, though? I think he said that he, he turned down a $1.5 million NIL deal from SEC school um, to come back to Maryland. So, obviously, he got something to prove. If you come back for, for another year, you're not going to come to lose or be average. You're coming to really win something. So, there's a lot of chemistry with the team. I think he's really locked into – no pun intended, into what Coach Locks' uh, philosophy is. And he feel like coming back this year, everything, he got everything that he need to be successful. So the pieces is there. We're going to see what they can make shape. No, without a doubt. To be honest, uh, I'm not going to lie to you guys. I, like I said, I love Maryland. I'm Maryland all day, every day. I don't know if I can turn down 1.5, man. You know, they didn't have NIL yeah, when I was money, in school. money. Money talks. <laughs> Bro. Money talks, man. I would. I don't know man, about that NIL one. NIL was not around when I was in school. They gave us uh, a $200 clothing stipend once a semester, and that was it. Yep. Other than that, man, we couldn't even uh, get a... Them per, that per diem? Man, look. Literally. I'm taking that. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm taking that 1.5, bro. I'm not going to uh, hold you. But, hey, Maryland threw that's it That's all it is, man. That's all it is. But, you know, really getting into the roster, bro, like looking at it from, from an outside looking in, this is the most talented Maryland team, top to bottom, probably since, you know, going back to, like, the old Fr Ralph Friedgen days Breaks, back in the yeah. day when they had Torrey Smith and the guys like that. Yeah. Um, you know, there, there's really just – I wouldn't say that there's no weakness, but there's just a, a, a lot of strengths with this team. Like, you know, lost four mm -hmm. offensive linemen. <laughs> they got some weaknesses. Yeah, hey, every team has some weaknesses, man. They got a couple that's weaknesses. part of it. But, uh, you know yeah, – That's part yeah, of it, yeah, You know, yeah, so yeah. – they but they got more strengths exactly. than they do weaknesses, and that's, for sure. And that's where expectations come in. So you lose four old linemen at one time, and no, you know normally that'd be a really bad thing, right? You got a bunch of freshmen coming in, but they had what three to four transfer old linemen come in from from some big time programs. Mm -hmm. They had a veteran who's you know going to hold it down in the center in green. Um, and I feel like you know you have a good quarterback, you have a good old line. 
everything works from there, right? And you know, they got Jay yeah. Sean coming back from his or coming back for his sixth year at receiver. Uh, that boy, man, is old. he was there when Six I was years, there. Man, that's Grandpa Jay Sean. That's Grandpa man. Jay Sean right there. But it's good to have that type of experience. And knowing Jay Sean, he's a real even cool dude, and like he's a real leader, and he leads by example. He's not the rah rah type. He's just the real like. Come in every day, do your work, do your job. So, like, I feel like Jay Sean will definitely be a leader. If, even if he's not the leading receiver on the team, he'll his voice will be heard amongst the whole team, and he'll be the one that sets the example for the receivers in terms of, like, doing the little things and, like, running your routes and blocking. Those are the most important things. So you can let someone like Roman Hemby, who's coming off an amazing season, surprise season, like, really do his dirt on those outside zones and, like, those, those longer runs because – Everything matters when it comes down to those things. No, without a doubt. And then, like, you know, to compliment Jay Sean, they got a really good tight end in Deitches. And I feel like it's only a matter of time before he's, you know, like a, a Mackey Award type of tight end. Uh, you know, yeah. tight end is kind of shifting to more of those dudes. Kind of like Chig was. More of a, a wide receiver mm -hmm. athlete than he is a true tight end. But you get those guys the ball. Yeah, they're, exactly. they're a little bit bigger than a wide receiver, a little bit taller. But dang near as fast. Bro, They'll fool you. Right, literally, I don't fool cover you. Those they guys. running them routes like. I'm gonna let you know right now. I don't, <laughs> don't want to cover them, so I, I I know they're a problem, and they're gonna keep getting him more and more involved in the offense. And then you know they had the two transfers at wide receiver, um, Tyrese Chambers, who you know was a thousand yard receiver in 2021. Uh, anytime you can add a guy like that to your wide receiver core, um, that's just giving Talia more and more options to be successful. And then they had Caden Prather come in from uh, West Virginia. You know, guy with some experience, had 500 receiving yards last year. That's that's plenty to build around, man, and that and that's where those expectations start for yeah. that offense. Um, you know, you got you got to score points to win it in football period, but in the Big Ten, you always got high powered offenses with O State, Penn State, Michigan. Um, you got to find a way to put points on the board, man. Yeah, for sure, I agree. And they're losing a couple of receivers. They're losing Raheem. They're losing Dante to the NFL. And then I think they had a Copeland. transfer. CJ went to Alabama. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Copeland, too. And then CJ mm -hmm. transferred to Alabama. So, like, they're losing receivers, but they're gaining some pretty talented folks. So, ultimately, just Tua got to get that ball to him. And he has to have time. So, I think the main, the one main thing for the Terps this year is, like, that offensive line. They don't have to be spectacular, but they have to play team football. They got to give <laughs> Tulia time to really throw the ball down the field because when he does throw the ball down the field he's talented but when he's pressured I think last season he was the second most pressured uh, quarterback behind uh, the Indiana quarterback his name was uh, Connor Baz Bazalak or something like that and when he's pressured he makes mistakes like Michigan game throwing those key interceptions and stuff like that so like if he can have quality time to throw the rock it's going to be another one of those record seasons. But if he doesn't, then he's going to be scrambling, doing backflips in the backfield, trying to make something happen, which isn't good for the, the team as a whole. So that, that old line got to shape up. They're losing a lot of guys. They're losing Big J. They're losing Spencer Anderson, um, Jahari Branch as well. And then they had uh, Mason transfer to LSU. So they're losing some, some key guys. So hopefully that these, news, these new guys that are transfers but have experience will allow the team to kind of mold around them and just, just do your job. You don't got to be spectacular. Just get the man in front of you, hold him, hold him, and then let him nah, go. No, for sure. <laughs> or pancake him, one or the other. <laughs> What's Literally. crazy is I think I – think we actually swapped guys with LSU because I think Mason went to LSU and I think we got Doomerville, an old lineman from LSU. Yeah, I think, oh, for that, real? I think that's, that's Elvis so Doomerville's son or, or nephew. What? Uh, they hit him with the, the yeah, Uno card. Yeah, so he, got, so he got a good pedigree, man. And, and coming from LSU, uh, you yeah. know, he's supposed to be talented. So hopefully we win that exchange mm -hmm. there. 
but then you flip it over to the defensive side of the ball, man, and I feel like. Yeah, what you got? I'm wearing that ball, Hawks. You see this the hey, classic man, I, I earned plenty it, of those back in the day. <laughs> plenty. What's the defense man, looking like? To be honest, um, it's it's where the, the biggest question marks are going to be coming into this season for me. Um, I think in the back end, the back seven, uh, linebackers and DBs, I think they do have a good amount of experience. Um, and at the center of that, right, you have Jay Sean Barham. Um, you know, freshman All-American came in right, you know, right out of high school and, and made an impact. Uh, he was playing inside. He was blitzing off the edge. Yeah, he was doing he was doing, doing all everything. Kinds of he things. Was um, and that's that's what you that's what you need from a linebacker, right? And then on the flip side, you have Fanage, mm-hmm. who's just as old as Jay Sean, been, been there. T- mm. They sleeping hey. on Fanage. That's a sleeper. Man, that's hey. a sleeper. Fanage come, he hit. That's one thing about Fanage. Fanage's a dog. And like, he got that yeah, big old neck pad on now Fanage's from hitting too hard. That's got to relax sometimes. <laughs> but you got they yes, got indeed. him. He gonna come they got the Ruben, who's a se- going in his senior year, freaky athlete at linebacker. Experience. Um, yeah. So you know, you expect some things out of those three guys. And then you know, I said the secondary's got some experience too. You got two starting safeties who've been here a while um, with Dante Trader and Bo Braid. Um, you know, they got to run the show back there. At the end of the day, you know, between the safeties and the mm-hmm. linebackers, you're you're dictating everything on the defense. You're getting guys lined up, um, and the safeties are the last line of defense. Uh, you know, then yeah. we... Tarheeb is solid, yeah, too. facts. Facts. Tarheeb, I think Tarheeb he's moving is, back yeah, he's, to he's corner, a great, too. He's a great defensive back. Yeah, I think so, yeah. And Dante played lacrosse, too, so he he multifaceted. That's real Marylandish. Yeah, yeah. Hey, he went to the right place to play some lacrosse, man. Those, yeah, those exactly. dudes don't play out 100%. there. 100%. But they're, they're losing... They're losing... Um, Jacorian Bennett, who went to the Raiders, and then Deontay Banks, who went to the Giants. So those were two top prospects. So two key players. So that defense, even though they're very talented, and I think they're the strong point of the defense um, per locks and per my experience of watching them, they definitely have to have that chemistry in terms of communication because the Big Ten, we got some talented receivers, whether it's like Minnesota, Michigan State, Ohio State, you're going to get good receivers on a week-to-week basis. Even the some of the uh, smaller schools that don't necessarily win as many games, there's always one really talented receiver, and um, you can't allow that them to start throwing the ball down the field. Like SMU mm-hmm. last year, ooh, they had that boy looking like Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he had a career day that, that day, so they can't allow that to happen. They really got to play uh, team football in that sense. And it starts with the D-line. I'm not too sure who's on the D-line currently. Um, but I know for sure they need to get pressure on the quarterback. Those dudes be getting gassed, especially late in the games. And you don't pressure a quarterback. You give him time to throw. That makes it really hard on the the secondary. So they got to get some some bull rushers to get get on the quarterback. They need some sacks. Nah, this year without for sure. a doubt, I think you know being able to being able to get pressure with just four guys is key, right? You can't be blitzing six seven all the time. I don't care how good yeah, your DBs exactly. are, but that's hard playing cover zero, cover one. Not having any help, toast. Yeah, man. The best, the, the best of toast. the best get roasted. So <laughs> eventually, right, it's, it's, it's bound to exactly. happen. So they got to be able to get pressure with four, maybe five, every now and then. Um, so you know that's going to be mm-hmm. the biggest question mark for the defense, and we'll see. You know what they're able to do with that. But in terms of you know who's going to be that X factor guy on offense, who, who do you got for that? Him, him, <laughs> yeah. as the folks like to call him. That boy, he reminded me of Ty for for um, Ty Johnson from a couple of years ago. He has that like big play ability, and he's also like a like phys- a physical runner. So like, 
knowing how Maryland plays football, when they identify a playmaker, especially a running back, they are going to feed him. They fed Ty, they fed Ant, they fed Leak, they fed like all of these running backs that have come from Maryland. He had a breakout season last year. They're gonna, I know in their locker room and in the in the meetings, they're like, hey, we're expecting you to come through and like really be a hundred a thousand yard rusher this season. And then they have Littleton behind him, who was very talented as well, who came in when you know to relieve Hemby and even like to kind of swap in with him being like he was talented too so those two guys are going to be the one-two punch and then usually you get like a third back out of the out the creases that's pretty talented as well so Maryland is never at a lack of talent at running back so I'm excited to to watch those guys those guys play this year oh without a doubt I 100% agree and I think on the flip side the the guy who you know may not be as well known or, or you may not be expecting him to be the biggest part of the offense, I think that's got to be one of those transfer receivers. And if I had to pick between the two, mm. I'm going to pick Tyrese Chambers, man. I think uh, anytime you're a 1,000-yard receiver. He's tall, right? Yeah, man, good good size dude. And I, he like Dante, yeah. He like Dante I, I saw size. him making some plays uh, in spring when they're posting all those clips. Um, and I think, you know, mm. when you come in as a grad transfer, you have all this experience, you've been productive, um, you know. If he wants to get to the NFL, which I, I know that's what he wants to do, that's why he came to Maryland to play with, you know, Coach Locks and the rest of the he staff. He got to eat, bro. He got to eat. You got to make something happen, man. He's been working up. You got to make yeah. something happen. I think he started at Sacred Heart, then he went to FIU, and now he's in Maryland. Like, he got to eat. He came to Maryland, Big Ten, big-time football. Like, this is when you show show yourself and show that you are made to play at the big stage and eventually play on Sunday. So, breakout year, Tyrese Chambers, he got to have Without a doubt. It. There has to be a 1,000-yard rush on that team, like 100%. No, 100%. And- <laughs> And really, with the coaching staff that they have around Receiver, them, in rather. terms of the the guys who are building the offense, there's, oh, yeah. there's like there's no excuse. Oh yeah, they got some guys. You, you don't have an excuse, <laughs> man. I think like okay, start at the top. Yeah, you got Coach Locks, Royals Award winner, Coach Tua, been coaching Talia all this time. You, Magic you got, man, you got the head man right there who can give you the keys, you know, to get to where you want to go. Um, and then you step down, mm-hmm. and you know, you got two new co OCs coming in, man. Oh. With, two OCs, with, not bro, one, not not one, with but two. Blue chip pedigree, though. It's not like they brought in Joe Schmo yeah, off literally. the street, bro. They they brought in they brought in <laughs> two guys who know what it's like to be successful. Who are bro, solid. I mean, between between Josh Gaddis and Kevin Sumlin, I don't think you could hit any more of a home run in terms of guys who have done the things that your players want to do. Um, they've been successful at mm-hmm. the, the biggest stage and the biggest conferences and in the biggest moments. Um, and you, yeah. like I said, you just have a stable of coaches that you can go to. I mean, you know, Gaddis was a Boros Award winner at Michigan. Uh, you know, coached at Penn State under James Franklin for a long time and been extremely successful. Yeah, you got him coming in, and then on the flip side, you know, Kevin Sumlin coached Johnny football. I mean, bro, come on, like that's a legend. That's a legend right there. Just him being around the team itself is like such a because he has experience and like people look. You we used to watch Kevin Sumlin, Texas A and M back in the day. So like all those younger guys, hopefully they know who Kevin Sumlin is. They're like they're listening to him and really taking the words that he he has to say. And like those little like bits of knowledge that you get here and there, they pay dividends when it comes down to the wire. So it's gonna be definitely some cheat codes on that team with with those two coaches. Without a doubt, man. Uh, you know when you got a guy who coached players like that, even. Go, bro, go all the way back. This man coached Drew Brees at Purdue back in the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, Drew Brees, one of the greatest to ever sling the rock. Yeah, to yes. a better, hey, he Literally. better get to asking some questions, man. You got 100%. the answers to the test right there. You got speed dial. I wake up in the morning like, what's up, coach? How you doing? <laughs> 
how your day going? Just tell me something, bro. Just tell me a story. Real oh, man. Bro, that's, that's, that's as easy as it gets, man. And I don't, think, I don't think guys really understand sometimes that when you have those resources in front of you, not everyone has those. You know, some guys go to yeah. Kent State or, or some, you know, some small mid-level FCS Literally. school or something, and those coaches don't have that same pedigree. They don't have that same experience. Um, and you, you got to mm-hmm. value it because if you – Want to play at the next level? Even if you want to just go go be a coach yourself later on, you gotta soak in that information. Um, and when it's there, if you, those connections if are you, everything. If you don't use literally. it, you're the fool, man. At the end of the day, like it's it's gonna, yeah. only gonna hurt you. Or hit him with the man, coach. I don't think with coach. <laughs> nah, it's not none of that, bro. You're like this is a coach. He trying to put money in his pocket and provide for his family. You trying to provide for your family. So y'all gotta have synergy in that. It's nothing personal. So. Hopefully those guys in the locker room are, are taking all that in and really seeing it as, as business as usual. So that's without the hope. a doubt, man. Without a doubt. I'm gonna get right. You know, moving on, I think uh, you know, normally we're gonna go into the scouting report and that's gonna be talking about the opponent, but we're still in training camp mode, so let's let's kind of take yeah, a look early. at the schedule real quick. Yeah. And, let's break I it mean, down, man. Let's yeah, see. Yeah, yeah. Like let, let's be real, bro. I, at first glance, right, you look at the schedule and you say, okay. <laughs> Uh, it really does not. I don't want to be mean. I don't want to be one of them guys because I didn't. You gotta be real. You gotta keep it a buck. Yeah, you gotta yeah. keep it a buck. What you thinking? What you thinking? What, what's they What's their record looking like? First of Man. all, before we even talk about what they, we think it's gonna be this year, Maryland has a curse. It's a very, very aggressive curse. And literally, the curse is we play hot. For the first three to four games every single year, and then our first Big Ten opponent, we always come up short. Literally for the last, I think the last time Maryland won against their big, uh, the first Big Ten opponent was 2018 when we played Minnesota, bro. Like, that's the last time. So, like, (laughs) every year in my head, even when I was playing in Maryland, like, I was like, three, you know. Big Ten time. Like, they hype that game up, hype that game up, and then we come up short every time. So, like, the key to victory for the Terps this year is to win that first Big Ten game. And it's at Michigan State. It's their homecoming. They beat Michigan State last year. So, Michigan State going to be coming for blood this year. So, they definitely have to win that game. And, like, I got money on Maryland. I'm not going to lie to you. All y'all Michigan State fans out there, I got my money on Maryland. Just know that. Man, I didn't even know it was their homecoming. Now, a couple of yeah, things. Yeah, I got some Michigan one, State one, in my fans. That's, that's disrespectful to to be I know, made isn't a it team's homecoming. First Big Ten like, game, like bro, that's that's offensive. And then two, yeah, it's yeah. so early in the season. Like, yeah, they not the the you know the alumni are not even ready for homecoming yet. They're not even exactly. really into the flow of the season. They ain't even ready to come to a game in in what September. That's supposed to be like October, November. They type said we deal. y'all but, next. They said we got y'all, but hey, I, I think Maryland, Maryland gonna go in there with a, with a vengeance. They because they know everybody knows, like the players know, the coaches know, locks know. Like you look at the record, like every year, like that that fourth game or that third game, it's always <laughs> dang, we could have yeah. got them, you know. Nah, so nah, it's, it's definitely a the, key. They got to start off hot, four and zero, one hundred percent. The the last few years, man. I don't know what it is, but it feels like every time we get those Friday night blackout games, those have been man. the games where it folds. Man, you talk about Iowa in 2021. You talk about Penn State in 2019. Man, those Even are two of the- Michigan last year. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. 
we we should have beat Michigan. I, I come out to that Had game, I'm like, boys, I low-key thought Michigan was going to win. I was like, man, Michigan got this in the bag. They got all this hype. And then Maryland came, they were swinging, and they literally lost the game for themselves. I think they were their, if you look at their penalties, the keys to victory, bro, you can't lose the game yourself. The penalties alone that game were probably the most that whole season. Because I think after that game, Locke spoke to the team, and that game following that they played, they didn't. their penalties were like one-third or like one-fourth of yeah. what, what it was that game. So it was just playing disciplined football. Big stage, you got to be more disciplined than ever and focus on the fundamentals. So they just got to come out to Michigan State that that third or fourth game um, and just be disciplined. No, nah, when you when you got a team full of vets, man, that's – that's on the the leadership to to make sure you you exactly. can't be an undisciplined football team and At expect all. to win to win the big games, you know. The reality of it is, teams too good for all that, man. And and you know, too much talent Lock, across Lock, the board. Locks put the lock put the challenge out there for the team. Now, like, you know, I'm I'm taking a look at the schedule real quick, and I say, okay, Towson. I mean, you got to play football games. You got to show up, but check. Charlotte, yeah, they, they man, we had to go to Charlotte last year. The fact that we played a game at UNC Charlotte, that's disrespectful. <laughs> check. All respect to that's Coach Koji, though, for getting that job. And he, he yes, sir. flooded, flooded them the with, with Maryland talent and all that kind of Secure stuff. Secure the bag. But Can't man, be mad at it. <laughs> hey, check. That game's got to go. Virginia, Friday night, they just dropped the, the uh, all-black Terp script. That's why I got the black Maryland shirt on. Oh, they just dropped new unis? I think I did man, see that. Man, bro, you got to check those Them things look sweet. Out. Man, oh, yeah, and, we definitely got to put, put that note, in there. Real quick, real quick. I, I got to get this in, and I think I told some people when I was at Maryland 2018. Now, Maryland's flagship Under Armour School, right? Kevin Plank went there, hooks the squad up all the time. All Maryland Pride uniforms with the flag on the helmet. All this crazy mm -hmm. stuff. Bro, 2018, we did not wear one alternate nothing. We Dang. didn't have no throwback. We didn't have no really? yellow. Bro, we didn't have no white helmet but we only had th that helmet right there in the back and we wore red what about homecoming homecoming we wore the bumblebee we wore job white. right huh homecoming we wore the bumblebee or when we played indiana at home no, we wore the no. bumblebee jones right that wasn't so that wasn't 2018 uh, Bro, 2018 we wore nothing i don't know who to blame i don't know who my beef you know who to take that complaint to? Hey, let's call let's call KP Bro. right now. Bro, hey, I'm gonna tell him like, hey, I I need a terp script just to sit back here on the wall. Nah, for I real though. Get one, bro. We we only wore black one time. We wore it against uh Michigan State when we fumbled the bag. I remember the game, that nighttime game. Bro, uh, yeah, I think so. So, so like I'm I, like I said, I don't know who to talk to about that, but they're bringing up back all the retros, changing the colors up, got the script on the helmet. I'm mad. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm really mad. I need some more. I need some more eligibility, bro. It's but, personal, uh, right? Little, you need Jay Sean eligibility so you can. Yeah, keep man. Some. I need to write a letter, man. But all right, so know, let's just, go through the rest. So you said yeah. you, uh, UVA is gonna be. A, you think that's gonna be a dub? Bro, it's, Friday it's night. It's gotta be a dub. UVA sneaky. I, they play some disciplined football. I ain't gonna lie to you. I don't know why that's not a rivalry. To be honest, Maryland, Virginia. That's what I'm right saying. There, that should be a right there yeah, on the border. Literally. And, and you know we're not in the ACC anymore. You know it's been a while, but you know I'm glad they bring that's it back. a classic. That's, that's a good. That's gonna game. be a good one. Yeah, exactly. Then like like you said, you get into Big Ten play, bro. But based off how Michigan State was last year, and from what I know of their roster this year, you got to handle that. If you're gonna be a top tier Big Ten football team, which this is the year for Maryland to be that, you got to win that game. Indiana. No offense to my dog Simi, who's hosting hosting the show. Holding it down for hey, Indiana. Tell Simi I got I, I got money on 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 the hey, church that one. That's family weekend. We got the families out. We can't lose in front of got, the family. Gotta happen, man. Gotta happen. <laughs> then then okay, 
Then we pull out the old state. Now that's the game. Now the schedule that is gets the real, game. bro. The schedule that's gets the real. Game. Yep. And you got to sit there and say, okay, you want to be a, a real deal Big Ten contender, bro? What do you have to do? You have to beat one of Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State. Yep. If you don't beat one of those three teams consistently at that, but you got to start yeah. with one. We got to start with one, then, then we'll start, you know, progress. Baby steps. Baby steps. You, <laughs> if you don't beat one of them, how can anybody say you know, you're legit? Because if you can't yeah. beat those three teams... You're not contending for a Big Ten championship. That's just in the East. Now, you know, you just next year they're going to wipe away the East and West with all the, you know, conference expansion and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. But this year, got got to win one year. of those. Got to have it. Got to have wanna it. Compete, you want to compete for, really, you got to win two out of three to to realistically. Really be solidified. You know, be, in exactly. that, be in that conversation to go to Indy. So that's, that's where the schedule gets real, bro. It gets real in October. And, you know, I, I really hope that we can go in there and, and, sh- and show – you know, show that show that we're finally legit. Go and still win. Yeah. Uh, you know it's gonna be I think on. Terps could win this. This is a good season because they got those hard games at home, bro. Like they got Penn State at home. They got Michigan at home after a game like that at Michigan. I feel like people are gonna come out to these games this year and like they really got an opportunity to, like, to win it all. I would say personally, I see the Terps only really losing against like O State, and it's gonna be like a. A dog fight where you come out and you're be. like, dang, Maryland be. real live like could have had that one. You know what I mean? They're gonna come out and be competitive. And I, I hope that they win. But I don't know. O State is just last year they was what? 11 and two, eight and one in conference. That's a tough one. But I I think they can definitely get Michigan out the way. And Penn State, that's gonna be a dogged out rivalry. They can get them out the way. So I see the Terps going into into the bowl season with one with one loss. That's my that's man, my optimistic. That's, that's my bro, that's, that's my optimistic that's it, bet. That's what it needs to be, man. I think and like even O State, man. O State is O State. We're not we're not gonna mm-hmm. go, you know, we're not gonna do anything about that. But you go back to twenty eighteen. We were supposed to win that game. I don't want to talk about it right now. It's, man. Ugh, I don't want to my heart. We'll, we'll we'll get there when we get there. But uh dropped my knees sh- on the field. Like sh- should have won that game, man. <laughs> then, you know, this past year we we had them on the ropes too. Um yeah. you know, it, I don't remember exactly what happened at the end, but you know, I think we had a turnover or something, and you know, lose a close. A game. lot of close I, games. I, yeah, yeah, literally. Yeah. You look at the schedule last year; all close, all those games were close. There was no real like game where you were like, "Oh yeah, Maryland didn't even stand a chance." Actually, exactly. look at the record from last year. I think the only game that wasn't close was Penn State. They, Penn State caught them uh, zero to thirty, but all the other games were like ten to twelve point differences type deal that they lost specifically. So. Um, I definitely think them boys can come out. They lost thirty to forty three last year, so these are all games in which I feel like they can win. They just gotta do what they do best: be talented, play disciplined football, and don't lose the game for themselves with those penalties. Like literally, that's all they no, gotta that's, do. That's for sure. And then, like you move on to homecoming, you can't lose your homecoming game, man. And obviously, Illinois is a big game for me since I went there too, but. Uh, they're gonna whoop them it's boys. Ter- it's Terps ride or die. We gotta beat them boys. Illinois was nice last year, so it, it might have been it might have been all right that we missed, you know, having to deal with them last year. They had like five, <laughs> five dudes on their defense get drafted. Now they, yeah. they do have do have two D linemen who are probably going first Solid. round. Bro. Dang. Two? Dang. Two uh preseason all American. Hey, they nice. One of them from uh across the bridge in St. Pete. Oh, wow. But uh, you know, then okay, Northwestern now. We ain't gonna get in all that craziness Northwestern got going on right now, but 
Yeah. Put up a hundred on. Got got to yeah. do it. Got to. Penn State at the, the crib, bro. That's that's a statement game. You gotta you gotta win win that game. I mean, like, like we said, you gotta win two out of the three of Penn State, Michigan, and O State to be considered legit. Yep. This is the year to do it. With Nebraska, Penn State, you gotta start strong and finish strong too, because that's one facts. thing with 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 Maryland. It's come out hot. And then towards that end of that game, third, fourth quarter, I don't know what happened. And that monkey be getting on, on, on our backs and we lose our discipline and like lose the focus that we had at the beginning of the game. So you got to really finish strong. You can't leave no stone unturned. You got to finish strong and win the game out. No debate whether or not you should have won the game, literally. No, no doubt. And that's that's that translation right from like a, okay, you know, up and down average football team to, all right, we're we're really good. We might mm-hmm. not be great yet. We might not be, you know, the best. But to be a good football team, you, you got to, you know, rise to the occasion in those moments late late in the fourth quarter. Uh, yeah. You know, when a play needs to be made, that's that's when you become a, a respected team. Absolutely. Know, in the conference and nationally. Uh, I don't know if you ever went to Nebraska to play a game. Now, they're, they're not all that good right now. But, bro, Nebraska Stadium goes nuts. Really? They have this like greatest sellout streak in the history of sports what? because every game, every game because so here's the here's the caveat though, the fans this is this is how it was explained to me even when they suck and fans don't want to go to the game, they want to keep the streak going so they buy all the tickets uh, anyway, and that's how they keep the streak going. Now that's interesting. They, they still they still show up even even though they're not very good they still gonna have about seventy five eighty thousand in there and Shucking it's, it's some a nice porn little out stadium. There. No, like you fly in Nebraska is nothing, nothing, nothing insane sports facilities. Nothing that's nothing crazy for miles. They got big ends on everything. The football stadiums all tripped out. Like you know how the Cowboys have in the bottom of their stadium they have the part where the people can see out, like right onto the field. Mm-hmm. Nebraska has that. Pretty sure they've had that Dang. for like twenty years. They that's crazy. They, they don't have anything else to do out there in Nebraska. But football, bro. But play some football. That's Literally. insane. So what you got? What's your record? I wish I I got the turf said what 11 and 11 and 1 10 and 2 between 11 and 1 and 10 and 2 man, I got that's hey, that's my record for them. That would that would be a dream season, man. And I, I they have all the tools to do it. Now, yeah. I think anything less than 8 and 4 is a failure. Yeah. I'm be honest. I'm I think be honest with you. Yeah. Their over under is 8.5, so that's that's pretty accurate to what with, what folks are with, thinking. <laughs> bro, with with the caliber of players you have and uh, Again, it all starts with the quarterback, man. Like mm-hmm. it's time for time for Talia to say, okay, I'm gonna be that guy every game. Like you know, we talked about that Iowa game. I think he had four interceptions in a quarter, and then yeah. he'll go back in the next five games of the season. He'll throw for 300 yards a game. Mm-hmm. We we need Talia at his best all the time. That's what you, I mean, that's what he got to show to get to the next level anyway. But yeah, four years in a program, man. You spent all this time. You you had the same. He's had the same coach his whole college career. It's time to get with it, man. Yeah, and they got this is last year with Tua. Like literally, this is the last year with Tua. So it's like after this year, you got to get a whole either a transfer or a whole new quarterback and develop them. Like they've had the time with him, so this is the year to make it happen. Honestly, so we'll see what Without they do. <laughs> Without a doubt, bro. I'm, I'm gonna go nine and three as my realistic goal. I okay. say. I say nine and three, ten I'm and optimistic. two when they when they steal one two, of those yeah. games, and that's yeah they got to steal one. I'm gonna be hype, bro. I will be I will be jumping up and down, <laughs> they, running they around what? the they, house. They're they're plus eight eight thousand to win. So if you throw some money on Maryland to win the conference, you you, you make some cash. bread. You get make a you little, little bread. 
<laughs> what man? Hey, that's good money right there. I'm hundred percent. I'm doing it, but hey, I know I might got <laughs> make some decisions. I ain't mad at it if you do. <laughs> so moving on, man. So normally this segment is gonna be word on campus. We'll talk about you know different experiences from our time at Maryland, or you know even what's going on right now. We'll have some guests on during the year. They'll share their stories. But uh, we're in training camp mode, right? So. What's what's yeah. one of your you know you a character you know period I know you got plenty of stories what what's one training camp specific story that sticks out to you that you're like yeah man this was crazy like, uh, I don't even, I don't know, even know man I I would say just like being in training camp you're just you're locked out from the outside world even now like my body knows around August it's like I get that anxiety inside whether I'm, I'm how many, however many years removed from playing football, but I still get that anxiety where it's like, shut out the outside world, lock in on football. And like, that's my mentality. And I just hope that the guys on the team are thinking the same way because training camp is the one time where you don't have to worry about anything else besides football. When the semester starts, you got your classes, you got school, you got all those amazing young ladies on campus, you know, in your ear and stuff like that. But right now is the time where you got to lock in, get in your playbook, Focus on your rest and recovery and just get your mind right because it's going to be a long, long season. And if you want to reap the benefits of all the work that you've done in spring ball, in the summer, like this is the time where you really got to squeeze that orange for all that it's worth. So I just hope them boys is locked in and they not they don't got their mind on anything. They're not worried about these other teams or anything outside. They just locked in on the inside of the team and the dynamic and really building a championship program like Locke said that they will this year. Mm-hmm. That's that's what it's all about, bro. Like you, you know, you come to you come to college to play yeah, football. Exactly. You, you don't come to lose, man. Like it's it's that natural competitor, and you you, you got to bring it out. Mm-hmm. And this year is the time, bro. It, it really is the time. Like I wasn't even at I wasn't even at Maryland. You know, my freshman year coming in, experiencing training camp for the first time, and seeing what it was like. But we had two a days back when back when I was a freshman. Like practice full pads in the morning. 7.30, meetings, eat, come back at 2 o'clock, 120-place scrimmage. That's crazy. All gas, no yeah, breaks. You know, you know the freshmen are out there getting bullied, yeah. taking the last 60 reps in a row. And, like, I just think about it, and I'm like, dang, man. Like, that beautiful new one, facility. These guys got I wouldn't, even, now, I wouldn't leave. Like, they, if, I was in, if I was in Maryland right now, I wouldn't, I wouldn't man, even pay my rent. I'd just say, dude. hey, y'all can keep this apartment. I'm going to just stay in the uh, <laughs> in this new little sta- uh, facility y'all got here because that joint is – I've been in that joint, state of the art. They got a recording studio, a barbershop. I'm cutting my hair. I'm cutting other people's hair. I'm making a mixtape. I'm doing everything. Like, I'm really locked (laughs) in. (laughs) I wouldn't leave that joint at all. Nah, for real, bro. Steve. The way rent prices are in college. Literally, I'm keeping that money in my pocket. But, yeah, they got a lot of expectations this year. I don't even want to think about it. That varsity expensive. (laughs) Nah, they, they they really do, bro. Dude, I didn't even stay there. <laughs> man, it was it was bad. But like, bro, just 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 looking back like to to my Maryland experience, bro, I remember in training camp one day, we're out there and we're doing individual drills to the linebackers, bro, and my dog, my dog Zay, Isaiah, he's out there. And you know, he's like a meathead dude, right? Bro, big, strong, like Literally. just run runs through somebody's face. Bro, we're doing a drill, and my dog Teacock, the the coaching assistant, oh, he, is holding, oh yeah, I remember that, I remember that. <laughs> and I don't know if anybody's seen the. He ran through. Bro, bro, I don't know if anybody's yeah. seen like the famous Mark Ingram 
uh, training video when he, he was at his pro day. Dude, but, like, lifted dude, the bro. coach off the ground, threw him on his back. Bro, bro, when I say Barnes is, Barnes is gassing Zay up, he's like, so you ready for team? You ready like to this? Barnes is get, like this. Bro, Zay's eyes light up. He's all just zoned in. I'm like, I'm like, hey, he, he better not ask me to go against him. Bro, he bro, he hit T Cox so hard, like he flew I remember back. that. I, I didn't think we had to call the trainer. T Cox was like, hey, yeah, uh, literally, I'm, I remember I'm not that. The bag for him. That's good times, bro. Bro, that was we put, that they played that in the team the meeting too. Moments and they kept replaying it. Barnes set up. <laughs> yeah, no, bro, bro, Barn, we're all we're all looking at Zay like, hey, you know, it's just individual, right? Like, literally, we got it. We got to get to the rest of practice, man. Barnes was so mad, bro. Yes, indeed. Shout out, Coach Barnes. That's my dog. But yeah, that big really things for the Terps. Yeah, let's. To, hey, we gonna hey, cover man, the Terps this uh, year, good and bad. We are gonna let y'all know the inside scoop of what's going on with the program. We wish them the best this year. Hey, we got to get this dub. First week one. Don't worry about week 10. Don't worry about week eight, week seven. Week one, get that dub against Towson and then go from there. You know it's the DMV. So when you say something, people going to hold you to that. They're going to clown you for it and they're going to praise you for it. So Locke's coming out. He from the DMV. He said, hey, we competing for championships this year. We're not competing for no participation trophies. Everybody in this area going to hold them to that, that standard um, and that expectation of the words that he spoke. So. Wishing the best for the team, and yeah, let's. I'm hoping to hear a lot of fight songs this year. I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear silence. I want to hear fight songs at the end of at the end of the week. So that's the goal. <laughs> man, without a doubt, bro. I think, man, this this is a huge season, bro. Like I said, let exactly. us talk about the rest of the schedule and what's coming up. Uh, boys, just focus on getting dubs, man. Uh, you know. Big dub. Shout y'all out when y'all y'all make a play, and you know when it ain't looking too good, we're gonna have to say, to say come what on, it man. is. Call it like Get them it is, dubs man. though, like Jameson. Hey man, you you gotta call a spade a Get spade them around dubs, here, man, bro. like Jameson said. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to see yeah. that celebration. Yeah, I don't want to <laughs> see that celebration, but we gonna make it happen, man. Pre- <laughs> <laughs> hey, anything else? Anything else? The new Drake album coming out. I already Absolutely. know it's gonna be some Drewski dance to that song. Some something gonna pop off, and they're gonna have something new running. But man, we appreciate y'all tuning in to the to first episode of Testudos dirty, and Touchdowns. Dirty Turks talk uh, we gonna have to spice it up. <laughs> we gonna get there. We gonna get there. We gonna get there. Hey, but my name is Trey Watson. It's my dog. Later, Mike. Man. Go Turks. Appreciate y'all tuning in. Deuces.